So I see all that to say is like, where's the work-life balance? Where is, you know, these 48 hours that the typical American get, you know, of, of a break, of a break, it's really just not a break. I don't think it's enough. Gary, Gary. Melanie P. Talk to him. Welcome to another episode of the That Scary with Melanie P podcast. It is me, Melanie P, and we are here to entertain you. And by we, I mean me. Okay, listen, it's Sunday night and I'm doing my recording. Um, and actually I'm doing what sometimes we in the industry call batch recordings. Um, and that's me kind of being, being funny. And when I say about in the industry, um, but I wasn't going to do this episode tonight. Um, but then I think something kind of led me to do so. Um, we're going to have some great conversations, some great topics. Um, but I'm going to start off with something that's not so happy and not so great. Um, so I just want to be kind of transparent um, with that little disclaimer. Uh, if you are easily triggered by conversations of suicide and things of that nature, um, I would probably fast forward through this part. But, you know, every episode I start with a mental health check in. And that is really one of the main reasons why I'm doing this episode tonight. So Mental health is a conversation that I have on every single episode because it's so, so, so important. And I think that um, we live in a society of cliche terms or terms of the of the year of the decade like right now some of the terms that we always hear people talking about on podcasts are masculinity femininity soft life narcissism gaslighting things of that nature um soft girl era all those things and sometimes that can be the part of social media that can drown the seriousness behind certain topics, right? Um, so like I said, every episode I started typically with um, mental health. And I got a text message from um, my sister-in-law. And she was telling me that one of my nephew's um, classmates that's in seventh grade literally committed suicide. And, um, that, I don't know, man. So that's, that's part one. Part two, I was, and I'll come back to that, but I was listening also against my will. Cause you know, I'm not a CNN type of girl, but I was listening to CNN, um, yesterday and there was a shooter in Maine, um, a army, um, I think, I think he worked in the army, killed about 18 people up in Maine. And when I was listening to that CNN episode, the anchor lady was saying that, you know, mental health is a huge factor when it comes to these type of mass killings, right? And mass shootings. And so, you know, obviously, unless you're living under a rock, I feel like every other week, if not every other month, we're hearing about, um, you know, someone is doing a mass shooting or some type of uh, something of that nature. And it just really just goes to the topic of mental health. And she was saying that she was saying that, you know, 
this type of mass shooting is going to become even more and more common because people are at a at a place where they have work stress, they have financial stress, they have relationship stress, they have um, just all type of stressors coming down on them all at once. And it's coming, it's becoming more and more common for people just to like basically go crazy and not, or not, I don't want to say go crazy, but people just to not know how to handle that level of stress. And they're just doing things like mass shootings or, you know, a level of stress for the seventh grader, you know, to take her own life. Um, and I just really want to just have a little conversation when it comes to just mental health. I think even in my episodes, we kind of ask in the beginning, you know, how's your mental health? And it's kind of like a quick little one too. Um, and I don't even know if myself included and my guests are even really being quite honest when it comes to their mental health. I think it's just such a fad question. Oh, mental health. How's your mental health? How's your mental health? But you have here a seventh grader who you know, was going under, was having, you know, being bullied and having other stressors. So she took her life. Then on the other stream of that, you have, you know, someone who maybe didn't take their life in seventh grade. They went on to live a regular life, um, deal with kind of stresses and different things um, that comes with just living. And they, I don't know how old he was, um, but Obviously he was an adult cause he was in the army and he just killed 18 people just in a, in a random shooting, just killed 18 people. And it had me thinking, um, about my own like life and about my own stress. Right. Um, and here's a transparent moment that I'm, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't even be saying this to be honest with you, but here's a transparent moment. When I was listening to that lady talk about the stress on CNN, um, you know, about work stress and just different type of stressors that can just pile up on people and they just snap, basically, it resonated with me. Um, I've said on the last couple of episodes that, you know, it's been a rocky maybe two or three months for me, um, just dealing with just like work stress and other type of stressors. And um, when I was listening to her to talk about that and about how sometimes people will just snap, I like had a vision. Now, I would never do this, right? Never do this. But I literally had a vision because and I don't want to get too deep into some of these stressors until after I'm on the other side of them. And that'll be a podcast to come because I got a lot of stories to tell. Um, but I am not the kind of person I have stress. I have mental things going on, but I don't see myself doing a, like killing people, you know, or committing, you know, committing suicide. But when she was talking about that, I, I kind of had a flash of these people um, that are in my eight hours a day who are causing me stress. I could see, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Um, you work, and if you have kids, you parent. And if you have a spouse or a partner, you deal, you know, you work with them. And if you are in a place where you have work stress, maybe you have relationship stress, um, you have kids, so you work all day, you stress all day, 
then you get off work and then it's not really your time. That time has to go to your children and that time has to go to your partner. Um, if your partner even has that time to be honest with you. And then what do you have left for yourself? Right. It's Sunday for me. Okay. I have worked five straight days and I'm literally in a mental space, um, especially when it comes to work that stress isn't even stress. Isn't even the word <laughs> like stress. Isn't even the word of what I'm experiencing on a Monday through Friday, nine to five kind of basis is to the point where I've had, I, I take stress pills. I take deep breaths. I try to meditate. I, I try to do all types of things to be able to just deal with work and the stress of work. Um, and so five days of that, five days of sometimes anxiety, panic attacks, stress, just a, a level of stress I've probably never had experienced in my life. And then I get 48 hours after having a week of that to myself, right? That does not sound right. You work five days and you get 48 hours to decompress before you're right back there. Right. So Saturday comes now here's, here's my truth. Stressful, stressful, stressful work week that I'm going to get into the details of it when I'm on the other side of it, but stressful work week last week, finally get off Friday about six 30, um, get into my car. My car don't start. Have some car issues, okay? So already at a at a mental space of just my gas tank is totally, totally on empty. My like my 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 physical gas tank, not my car gas tank, but my physical gas tank is literally on E. I'm depleted. When I left my desk at 6:30, there my body tank was absolutely on E. I get in my car, I go to start it to just start, okay, it's Friday, let me go get, get my kid and start the weekend, um, car don't start. So then met with a whole different level of stress, deal with that all Friday night, literally all Friday night, waited for the tow truck guy to come from 5.30 to 10.30 at night, he never came, stress. Um, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, start the car stuff all over again. Right. So all over. So here it is. It's my 48 hours. The time clock has started. And I know that people can resonate with, like this resonates with people because you be so excited for the weekend, but literally on Friday night, I feel like the time, the time clock starts until Sunday night, Monday morning, that time clock starts and it's going fast as fuck. <laughs> it's going fast as fuck. That week going by slow. But when it comes to Friday, the time clock from Friday to Monday is going fast as fuck. Saturday morning, wake up, spend all of Saturday morning dealing with my car issues all of Saturday morning. I spent from Saturday morning until got it resolved at around, hmm, got it resolved at around 5.30. So car don't start Friday at 530 and it, it took a Saturday to get to Saturday at 530 just to get that resolved. So now my whole Saturday is gone because I'm on the car. I'm on the phone with the people at the dealership trying to make sure that stuff is going right. I found two hours um, to go and do some things that I wanted to do. You know, went to Sephora, went to Ulta, whatever, just to get some things. Um, so two hours. 
But from the time I got off work until 5.30 that Saturday, it was basically spent trying to resolve my car issue. Um, minus the two hours that I had to myself to kind of do some girl stuff. Then I did have a, I had a really great dinner. I had a really, really, really great dinner that night. Came home depleted. So again, the time clock has started. I've had a great dinner out with some friends, cocktails, amazing time. I had those two hours. Um, and then the rest of the day was really spent dealing with, dealing with my car stuff. Then Sunday comes and you know, you know how it is when Sunday comes. when Sunday come, especially if you're in a toxic work environment or in a stressful work environment on Monday, it's like you almost are Sunday is just a prep day for Monday. Like, I don't even know if you can even count that fully in the 48 hours, right? You get the 48 hours, but Sunday is basically prepping for Monday, right? So if you didn't, if you weren't able, like in my case, I wasn't able, I wanted to get up Saturday morning, do my grocery shopping, get prepared. So Sunday I had nothing to do, but try to relax. But in that, in this weekend, I couldn't do that because I didn't have my car. Um, so then Saturday spent trying to get up, trying to just have some, some, some peace, trying to just kind of be like, okay, I'm forcing myself to understand that, this is my last day before the work day. So Melanie, be intentional about, you know, not thinking about Monday, but be intentional about enjoying your coffee. Be intentional about spending some time with your family. Be intentional about um, just not thinking about Monday, just trying to enjoy the time. But then Sunday time goes by so, so fast. And then here we are Sunday, Sunday night doing my podcast. And then it starts in a couple of hours all over. So I see all that to say is like, where's the work-life balance? Where is, you know, these 48 hours that the typical American get, you know, of, of a break, of a break, it's really just not a break. I don't think it's enough. I heard some ramblings um, of people wanting to implement a four-day work week. Um, I do work remote, so obviously... People always think that, oh, when you work remote now, typically I feel like in other remote jobs I've had, you know, there's a lot more flexibility in being able to go grab lunch with a, with a friend or run a couple of errands. You know, I don't have that flexibility in my current job because it's, it's a lot all day. Like I never leave my desk. Um, but I feel like when you work remote, you kind of work harder and longer hours than you do when you are actually in the office. <sighs> Coming full circle, mental health needs to be more of a serious conversation. They're talking about abortions and they're talking about, you know, not allowing a woman to choose. But what about people's mental health, right? Like that should really be up there on the list of big initiatives when it comes to the government. Like, you know, there's so many mass shootings or so many young children, you know, killing themselves and committing suicide. And it's like, that is our bigger problem, you know? Um, I don't know. It, it just, it just really hit me when it came to um, just to hearing those two stories, right? Again, you have a child and then you have a grown man, both dealing with mental health issues and both manifesting those mental health issues in different ways. And those are really drastic ways, right? You know, doing what the young child did, doing what this man did, those are drastic ways. But how is the average adult 
dealing with work-life balance, dealing with their stress, who do you have to talk to? Are you really able to go to your employer and say, hey, my mental health is not in the best state right now. Can I have a mental health day? Like I know some companies are, and I feel like some very few are pretty good when it comes to that, but I feel like most are not, you know? People and companies always have a saying of like a, the company culture here is work-life balance, whatever, whatever. But I don't even know if that's really, really pushed. And people need to be really careful. I'm going to say that the people who are in the positions at these companies that can, that have the power to, like I said, put a push put um, importance and emphasis on we really promote work-life balance. So if you are, you know, we have these resources and not just go to ADP and click on this button and, you know, find it, you know, find it yourself, but really pushing resources that a lot of companies have for people who are having mental health issues, really pushing, you know, flexibility. Um, The company that I, that I used to work in, you know, we had unlimited PTO and, I feel like they're the company that I left had a really big emphasis on mental health. And if you need to take time off, um, take the time off. And again, there's not, there's no cap on your PTO days. You know, those are the kind of things that companies need to really, you know, focus on. Now, when it comes to children and bullying And children, you know, my friend said it good. She said it best. She said a lot of times that's a learned behavior. You know, a lot of times children just mimic what they see in the household. And as parents, you got to really be careful of the conversations you're having um, around your children. Right. Um, And the conversations that you need to have with your children. We talk about bullying. Right. I mean, I feel like bullying is another one of those words that. People are just kind of abusing it in a way, um, you know, oh, they're bullying me. Like sometimes you see it a lot on like the Housewives episodes or like reality TV and people kind of use it as, you know, we know if we use that word, you can get canceled or, you know, that's a bad, bad word to be to have to give somebody a title of. So they kind of abuse it just like narcissism. People, everybody a narcissist now, everybody a gaslight. And, you know, they abuse those words and in abusing those words, they take away the validity and the power of the word when it needs to be used, you know, cause they're abusing it. Um, I guess I say all that to say there are some things that we have to do and I'm really not. Cause again, I don't even know how I'm handling my shit right now. Like I think, you know, I have been forcing myself to feel like to try to determine and identify, okay, what brings me peace? Right. Um, what brings me the ultimate peace? So, you know, I've said before, I'm on a kickball league and I really thoroughly enjoy that. So kind of finding a hobby that, you know, you can do with your partner or if you don't want to do it with your partner, something you can do just for yourself, right? Like my podcast, that's something that it's mine. Um, I'm really, my gas tank right now is really on E, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And it kind of fills my gas tank a little bit. You know, I really, really enjoy that. So that helps my mental health. Um, you know, having a support system that you can talk to, having friends that you trust, um, that you could talk to, having family that you can talk to, but also not only having family and friends that you can talk to, but being the person that people can talk to. That makes sense. Um, I was talking to a friend tonight. 
well, talking to Henry, right at the show, Henry from last episode. And um, we were talking about how a lot of times the people with the biggest smiles on their face be the main people who are suffering and with, with the major mental health issues, be the main people who are suffering um, with things that you probably would never, ever, 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 you know, assume or guess that they were, that they're suffering with. Um, a lot of times people who have the biggest smiles on their face and kind of have the biggest light a lot of times they're the ones who are struggling and their light is shining bright for other people but they're empty inside you know what I'm saying so you know they always say check on your strong friend and I cannot emphasize that enough because um that's true that, that is true. And I always kind of use um, what always comes to mind is Robin Williams. Um, he was one of the most funniest. I mean, he was very funny, always happy, always jovial, always laughing, always, you know, putting a smile on somebody's face. And I believe he killed himself as well. I hope I, hope I fact check that, Lord Jesus. But I believe he committed suicide. Um, and think of all the celebrities, right? You know, they're the ones that we see in the forefront. Think of all the celebrities in the past couple of years that have committed suicide and taken their life. So I say all that to say, this is my mental health check-in, right? One thing I'm going to, I want to end that segment on a positive tip. A, a good friend told me years ago, you are not a tree. And if you're in a situation that is not serving you, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, Whatever it is, if it is taking away your peace and causing you stress, you are not a tree. Get the hell out. Make the move. Get the help. You know, get the get the hell out. Um, be strategic. You know, if it's an employer that's not serving you, right, and that's causing you stress, anything's possible. You're not a tree. Move strategically. Get the hell out. Um, so I really want to send my love and my prayers to my nephew and, um, his classmates, um, and the parents of that little girl, because I just, um, I just could not imagine the torment that they must feel and I, the guilt, right? Because as a parent, you're thinking, I know I'll be thinking like, did I, what signs didn't I miss? You know what I'm saying? So hook on your kids a little bit tighter tonight. Um, and just have those conversations that maybe are not the most comfortable and pay attention to the signs. Right. So that's the mental health, right? Moving on swiftly and professionally. Mm. This is not even wine. This is grape juice. This is how I don't need, I don't even have an in me to pour me a glass of wine. So here's another thing. I have been looking all on social media this week. And there have been all of these lists, all of these lists going around. There's a list of places that um, women, it, there's a list of places that women are saying that they will never go to on a first date. There's a list of types of women that men are saying that they will never date. There's a list of types of men that Women are saying that they will never date. So listen, this whole conversation about Cheesecake Factory and all this stuff, it started out, you know, as a fun little conversation. But let's just back up here. It started with who pays the bills? 50-50. 
you know, all of these kind of conversations that are, that really started out as just really good, interesting conversations to me have turned very toxic. And I said this before, but I really want to know your opinion because I feel like, is it just us? I really feel like it's just us that have these conversations about where we won't go, where we will go, who we will be with, what they got to make, what he got to do, what he got, you know, all these different things. And I'm a little bit embarrassed because I feel like we have an audience, us, we have an audience, if you know what I mean. And they're just eating their popcorn, watching us make a fool out of ourselves they are eating popcorn, watching us separate. They're eating popcorn, watching us argue and bicker man versus woman, right? They're, they're watching, they're eating popcorn, watching us further divide, further live in this single space and almost, you know, I don't want to say glorify it, but it's like, this has to stop. Now, you know, not to be a hypocrite, because you know, I do be being a hypocrite, but it's like, we talk about it, we get on these podcasts and we talk about it and stuff like that, but it's it's just turning into something that I feel like is just dividing us so much. And I always say that if they, whoever they are, <laughs> can divide a family, they are winning. If we have a household full of single mothers or single women or single men or single fathers and we're not you know kind of changing the narrative and changing the conversation they win I would like to start a movement of changing the narrative right first of all with these lists okay there's there's kind of like a standards versus toxicity okay I have been on the show and I have literally said, you know, certain requirements that I would have of a partner, um, certain, um, not requirements, but just certain expectations that I have of, of, you know, of black men. And this is the most positive way. Just, you know, I look at you guys as Kings and I just have certain expectations when it comes to a black man, but Focus on the person. I'm I'm never saying tear your list up. I'm never saying, you know, lower your standards. But to me, the emphasis is on the wrong thing. And this conversation that started out as just a general conversation is spreading. Now, I originally thought that the Cheesecake Factory thing was a was a um was a skit I don't know if it is I don't know if it wasn't um but we focus on the wrong damn thing here here's a here's here's one even last week Russell Wilson which I know he is the epitome of what we're all praying for Russell Wilson you know on that list of where we would not go on a first date was Waffle House but then we're glorifying Russell Wilson for buying out a Waffle House now we know buying out a Waffle House is very different from just taking me for just you know taking me there on a first date it's very very different but we're focused on the wrong thing we need to start changing the conversation and changing the narrative to build each other up right not what we won't do what we what's the solution What's the solution? And I don't mean the solution is, you know, make more money. 
nigga, make more money or, you know, whatever the case might be. What is a positive conversation that we can have? What is a positive solution that we can have other than just a list of won'ts and don'ts? What's a list of do's? What's a list that will help bridge and bring couples together, bring people to be married, bring families together? Like, what is that list? I really feel like we have to really, really change the narrative um, when it when it's I feel like it's just getting too far. I feel like it's really, really um, it's really, really getting too far. We, we got to reel that back in. Um, what I would like to see. Right. Because I feel like there are a lot of healthy marriages out here. And I know healthy marriage can be very subjective, but there are a lot of healthy, beautiful marriages out here. I want to see the married people flooding social media talking about the beauty the beauty in their marriage talking about you know um their stories of how they met their partner and and how it turned into a positive situation and how they got together got married and and moved and you know it had this beautiful life I'm really kind of getting sick of these lists and these masculine versus feminine and, and I get it like some of the conversations are needed some of the conversations a lot of the conversations conversations have a lot of validity to it um but I feel like we're going more so on the toxic side versus the healthy side you know I'm all for healthy conversation I'm all for like having the conversation so we could like meet in the middle and you know come together but I feel like these conversations are really kind of dividing us apart and I just hate I hate that I think we have to do better I really want to champion that people who are in happy relationships the people who are in happy marriages or just healthy marriages or who have who've like gone through the ups and downs of marriage. I want to challenge y'all to flood, you know, y'all need to be on here doing skits, doing skits, but from the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Cheesecake Factory shit was a skit, I want to see a skit of, I don't know, something just the opposite because I, I just feel like we need to change like this algorithm that we're seeing everywhere. I feel like it's just always putting us against each other. And all I know, and I, I say this all the time, I say this all the time, all I know are great black men, all I know are people who are happily, you know, happily and healthily married, who've been married for several, several years. That's all I know. And that's my algorithm. That's that's my personal um, Melanie P personal life algorithm. I just know healthy black men, healthy black women, successful black women, um, you know, who knows? I don't, you know, some. I know some couples that are, that I'm talking about might be paying 50 50 but they but they balling they're balling they're balling together they're traveling the world together you know what i'm saying they're not talking about no 50 50 they're coming together and they're and again like henry said on the last episode you have your standards and that's great but don't let your standards make you turn you into the cat lady or the cat man because it's both sides. It's not just women out here. And I really want to keep saying that. It's not just women out here, lonely, single, with the cats. It is men out here. I was at a restaurant earlier today and I saw two men sitting in a in a freaking booth. I, and I, I don't think they were gay. But they were sitting in a booth laughing and kicking. And it, they look like two just single dudes. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just the women out here. But the purpose of what I'm saying is that we have to kind of change the narrative and and just kind of have more positive conversations, have more healthy conversations, have more conversations where our black brothers and our black sisters are 
healthily having conversations to meet in the middle and make each other better. And you're open to hear people's opinions without interrupting, without bashing, without yelling or going crazy, but just having an open mind and thinking how, like, cause people always say, you know, black women are, are earning at their top potential. They're buying homes or doing this and the men can't keep up. I'm not saying to raise no man, but if it's a man that you know, that you care about, that you love, um, just a friend, encourage him, build him up. You don't have to date him, but we need to start just pouring into each other. Cause right now we, again, mental health issues, stress issues, can't find a man, can't find a woman. This is all toxic stuff coming down on a culture, coming down on us. And we have an audience of people who are watching us make fools out of ourselves with these stupid lists. And I do feel like these lists are real. I feel like these are really like, you know, things that some people really live by. That is dumb. That is dumb. I've had plenty of first dates, you know, damn it. Now, the only one when I had that was bad was at Applebee's and it didn't end well. But as long as somebody's not taking you to their house or taking you to a fast food restaurant or even taking you to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, like, I, like I said on the last episode, that could have been her soulmate. And she judged this man by Cheesecake Factory and not by who he could have been in her life. Right. So moral of the story Let's bridge the gap. Let's have healthy conversations. Let's change the narrative. Let's change the algorithm. Let's come together and try to think of positive ways that we can build each other up and make positive lists. And let's push that on our social media. Let's push that for people to see. Let's have people eating their popcorn, watching us build businesses and build families and like have the healthy conversations. I was watching, um, breakfast club and city girls just dropped the new album and I heard it and I actually like it. I actually like the new city girls album. Now are they, you know, lyrical genius? <laughs> Probably not. But at the end of the day, I like it. I like their, I like their, um, I like, I like, I like their new CD. I really like it. Was it a CD? Their new album. I love it. Right. I love it. I like it a lot. I have all these songs on my um, Spotify and on my workout playlist. Right. I want to give it up for. I want to give it up for JT. I feel like JT does not get enough love and enough props. So I watched a couple of interviews. I watched a breakfast club interview and I watched another interview. And first of all, she is freaking gore. Just, I think she is so freaking gorgeous. Um, I think she's well-spoken, you know, for her Miami little language. I think she has a good energy, good vibe. They both have good, you know, energy and good vibe. But I feel like we, we really focus a lot on Carisha. I learned a lot from the interviews um, because people, I feel like sometimes JT gets a bad rap that she's like kind of mean or not social or not pleasant and I thought she had great energy in those interviews I thought she did the majority of the talking she was funny she is just so gorgeous to me like please give her her flowers because one thing I learned about her in those interviews is that she's not with the shits like she's not with the social media you know re reality tv um she's not with the the social part she's more of a rapper like she's more invested in the music and in becoming and perfecting her craft of being a rapper and so I think that sometimes that comes across to us like oh well here you have Carisha laughing and joking and being on lives and you know you know just being appearing to be more uh 
personable, but it's just that she likes that limelight a little bit more, I feel like, than JT. And JT did a really amazing job of articulating that, you know, that's not her thing. Her thing is the music, and that's what she want to focus on. So shout out to the City Girls. Shout out to JT. Beautiful. Like I, like, I was just like, oh, my God, this girl is so gorgeous. Like, she is so freaking gorgeous. It's just amazing. So what? shout out, shout out to the City Girls. Shout out to the new album. Shout out, shout out to JT and Carisha. This is what I got to close with, y'all. It's going to be a little short episode, but this is what I have to close with. Now, you heard me say in the beginning of the episode that I was having car issues, right? Okay. I have heard this conversation um, had amongst a couple of different couples, right? And I want to have this conversation, and I'm probably going to have this conversation when I have a male on the show, um, but I put on here, do men still put gas in, in, in women's cars, right? So I've hear of a lot of women who are married and who are and or in relationships doing like those type of functions, right? I had one friend, you know, she she's a married woman. She handles like if her car needs maintenance, if it needs an oil change, if it needs tires, she kind of handles that. She's married. You know, I had a friend who had an issue with her car. She was telling me how she's been handling it. I had an issue with my car um, and I handle all of that. Right. And all of us have partners, husbands and stuff like that. And it made me think, like, do men even think about those things anymore? Right. So like I always say, I have three brothers. Right. I have three older brothers. My oldest brother being almost 60. I think he's like 58, 59. I think he just turned 58 or 59. So he's kind of old school, kind of old school. He makes sure his wife's gas is in the car. He makes sure that her tires are good. He makes sure that her oil change is good. If there's any, any, anything wrong from a stereotypical male standpoint, she don't handle it. She don't know nothing about it. He does. He does all of it. My mom, what I saw growing up in the household my father passed away a couple of years ago, and when he did, my mom was so spoiled by, you know, having that type of old school kind of man who like really handles the man stuff um, that she that she one time she told me she she just cried taking out her trash. You know, um, she would get so overwhelmed if something happened to her car because she was just so used to not knowing nothing about her car. I was at AutoZone when I was going to get my damn battery, right? I was talking to the man who changed my battery. He was telling me that um, his uh, he taught his daughters um, about cars and about stuff like that so they wouldn't have to, you know, depend on a man, but they're in situations where they don't know, they don't have to do that. He was telling me that his wife had a flat tire. She, she panicked, didn't know what to do. She called him. I say all that to say, like, do men do those things anymore? And do women even expect those things? So like, if there's maintenance on a car, are you taking care of that as a woman? Especially if you have a partner, if your car is on E, is your man making sure like my dad, I remember so distinctively that my dad would make my mama never pump gas. My mama never pumped gas. She never put gas in her car ever. At the end of the work week, he would take all the cars literally to the gas station, fill them up, 
She never pump gas. You know what I'm saying? Um, she never paid pump gas. Like she never did anything. She never paid for anything that came to do with her car. And it just seems like men ain't doing that no more. And that should be a list now. I hate to, I hate to backpedal and pussy pop, but that's not okay. Um, it's not okay. I just don't feel like if you're a woman and you are married or you're living with a man or you're sleeping with a man, if you have a car issue, I truly don't think, especially if you're married, especially if you are or engaged or living with somebody, um, if there's a car issue, I'm confused on why I'm hearing so many women say that they are handling it. And let me correct that. So many married women handling that, right? Are men not filling up the gas tank? Are men not handling tires? Are men not handling, you know, any kind of maintenance on vehicles anymore? I, I just find that to be hard to believe. Um, and I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder what happened. So like my brothers, I know for sure that they do. I know for sure that they do because that's what they saw. So is it a situation of men not seeing that? Cause we know we get it. A lot of fathers are not in the home. A lot of men did not grow up with their father. So maybe they're not seeing that in the home. So they don't know that that's an expectation. Um, I know myself personally, um, myself personally in my situation this weekend, like I, and maybe it's the stubborn in me, but I'm not going to ask or beg someone, you know, a man to do anything with my car. If they are witnessing my car have issues. Right. I just feel like that's something that, that, that should go without being said. Like are men still doing these things? I think I'm going to have to bring a male on the show. I think SJ will be on the show next week having a conversation with us. And I'm going to have to ask him. Um, and it's just interesting, like from a woman's perspective, like what are your expectations? I feel like now I will say that I think when it comes to things of that nature, those are expectations that probably should be verbalized on the onset of your relationship. Um, but I can also f see where, you know, years go by or time goes by and maybe it's a conversation that you never have. And then you're just kind of holding resentment towards your partner because you, you hear you are a married woman at the damn, um, Altima or I don't know, not Altima, but at the Nissan place or the, um, what's a car, the Lexus shop, you know, servicing your vehicle. Like, where is the man? Like, where is the man when the woman is at the dealership? I just, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Um, and I think we have to do better. And I think we have to really, really have those conversations. Again, I keep talking about healthy conversations, healthy conversations, but there are certain things that you should be discussing and expectations that you should be talking, you know, discussing with your partner in the very, very beginning. So when it comes to things like this, um, car maintenance or I don't know, housework, you know, those things really should be ironed out in the beginning. So when those things happen, you know, now I could see a situation of, I think most women that I know, they would think, and they would probably say that I would not think that I would need to have a conversation. Like I personally would not think that that would need to be a conversation that I would have to have or an expectation that I would have to set. Because to me, I feel like, wouldn't that be common sense? Like, I feel like that would kind of be common sense. Um, and I think that 
it could be such a blurry line because you have resentment, you lose respect. And it's like, well, if I'm taking my car to the damn dealership, what I need you for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what I need you for. And I, I have to say it has to, it says something about a man who will watch a woman have car issues and not help. It says something about a man like that. I mean, it, it really does. And, and I've heard this from, from various friends. Um, I've, I've heard and I've witnessed this from various friends and, you know, people that I know having those thoughts and having those issues in their relationship. Um, but I also know, like I said, but a lot of the men that I know that do this for their partners and their wives are older. So is this something that's kind of getting phased out? Because, you know, women are kind of getting married later in life. And so women have, you know, like for me personally, have I though? I started to say it like, like women before they get married or, you know, be with a partner they have lived a single life where they're doing those things anyway so maybe it's just kind of second nature for them to do them even when they get married or attach themselves to a partner but I just feel like even if you see the woman doing this and this is just a cheat code for men don't ever let your lady handle car business unless she wants to because I know we have some women who just want to do that stuff I don't know. No, I don't know any, but it's very simple. Like we talk about like relationship stuff and certain things are low hanging fruit. Like if you're having a car issue, if, if you see or hear that your woman is having a car issue, it's low hanging fruit to be like, Hey, what's going on? How can I help? Or let me handle this or let me help you. Or let me go with, you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just like low hanging fruit. That's free. It costs no money. You know what I'm saying? Now, it do cost money to get new tires and it do cost money to get an oil change and it do cost money to do to do car repairs. And I do feel like, you know, the man should be paying for that. I feel like the man should truly be paying for that. And, and this is nothing negative because I know I just spoke about kind of bridging the couples together and like bridging people, you know, relationships together, being more healthy about it. But I truly do feel like if you're sleeping with somebody or, or if you have somebody's kid or if you're married when it comes to the car, I feel like that should be the man's responsibility. And I truly feel like the man should be filling the tank up. And I don't even think the man should really be driving a woman's car. You know? And I also feel like, and see, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is new for me, but I, I also feel like, you know, it's been, it's been my experience, and tell me if I'm wrong, because could, it could be me. But it's been my experience in the past as well that typically when I'm in a when I'm in a relationship or I'm dating somebody, I don't really ever drive my car, but I feel like sometimes with some men, you can, you be driving your car. Like again, if you're married, I guess it's different. Um, because it's y'all's car. I don't know, man, this is, it's really sticky. And I feel, I don't want us to get 10 years from now and women are building houses and bringing home the bacon. And I don't know. I, I just, I don't want it to get there. And I think that's when you kind of implement those healthy conversations and those healthy, um, those healthy conversations to meet in the middle. I always say that, you know, anything can be, anything can be fixed with just some healthy conversation with two people who are, have open minds who are coming to the conversation to hear 
other people's perspective and walk away with compromise and a solution. Listen, thank you for listening to the That Scary with Melanie B podcast. I am loving the numbers. You guys are really showing up. Make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are following me on Instagram and TikTok. That's scary. I'm sorry. That's scary underscore podcast. That's scary underscore podcast on Instagram and on you and on TikTok. And that's scary with Melanie P podcast on YouTube. I've enjoyed the conversation. I am sending positive vibes. I'm sending great work week vibes. Listen, you're not a tree. Don't let nobody take your power. Don't let nobody take your peace. I will see you here next week.